Love Talk Radio.
Can you hear me now? Now we can hear. All right. I don't understand why the. Uh, all right. Praise the Lord that we can hear by phone. We're trying to uh, get the blog talk. Look at the little thing again, brother. The little box. What, what is that saying? Please, please give us the feedback on your experience with direction and that. Okay, well, it, okay, it, it's, okay, it's, that's out. Okay. Yeah. Now we don't have one? Uh, nope. Okay, then now hit direct connect. There is no direct connect. All right, we'll just do it by phone right now. We need to, you have to recycle again and should be able to be on it. But anyway, all right, brothers well, sisters, uh, this is a battle tonight. I'll tell you that. Because what uh, God has something me to share. I have a message, of course, but this is something that's serious right now. So I pray that you can still hear me, each one. All right, praise the Lord. Well, brothers and sisters, as the, as the rain is pouring down from this, the remnants, I mean, the outside part of this mighty storm, this tempest, this hurricane, uh, it is uh, important for us that we focus and we pray for the nation of Mexico because this is judgment from Almighty God on Mexico. And I'll be sharing here here in just a minute after we pray uh, the message of what the Lord is saying about why this is coming. So just uh, join me, brothers and sisters. We welcome everybody in the chat room. Uh, we're sorry for the how it starts out, but I know the enemy does is not liking us trying to share the message that God wants to share because it's very important. Because this message is to speak to a lot of people that are in bondage to a, a false religion in a false way. Amen. So just join me in prayer now, brothers and sisters, as we pray. Father God, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, O Lord. We thank you, Father, for intervening. We thank you, Lord, for making a way that seems to be no way. Lord, we rebuke Satan. We rebuke the demons and the evil spirits and principalities of the air in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, by the authority that you have given us by your name and who you are in our lives, they have to leave and flee and leave God's people alone and leave, get their hands off God's property in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray you open the airways and the connection and draw in the people that need to hear this message, Lord. The people need to hear the truth, Lord. People that need to be saved, Lord. People need to be delivered and healed, Lord. Father, we just, we just pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to spread over us, oh Lord, over your body, over the church of the living God. Lord, that we are humble before you and ask for guidance and wisdom. And that we cannot do this without you, Lord. Father, I just pray you bless our brothers and sisters in the chat room. And bless the brothers and sisters out there in blog talk in whichever way they're listening, Father. And by the archives, Lord, let the anointing flow. Touch the people's lives and heart, Lord. Let them understand in the days that we're living, it is time to get right with the living God. Get right with their creator. And the Lord who loves them, who died for them and poured out his life and blood for them. Arms wide open, nailed to a cross, God showed his love. He is the only Savior of the world. There is no other. We praise you and thank you, Lord. We humble ourselves and we pray 
Lord, that we will honor you. And we give you all the glory and praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Uh, we're going to do this message first. It's all right. Not a problem. We're going to do overcome, uh, overcome again, too. Are we? Yes, we are, sweetie. Okay. All right. All right, brothers and sisters, here it is. Um, mighty tempest. Judgment of God. Brothers and sisters, this morning when I got up about 3.30 a.m. to get ready for work in a new day, the presence of the Lord was all over me. Such power and presence of His holiness, His power, and His righteousness. The knowing that Jesus was king and judge this morning, I was humbled. I was praising Him and was honoring Him had my prayer time and worship time, and then went to Facebook and saw how Hurricane Patricia was just a weak tropical storm and turned into a Cat 5 monster in just 30 hours. I was amazed. Then the Lord told me, tell them is judgment on the nation of Mexico for worshiping the false Christ, worshiping the false prophets, the Pope of Rome and the whore of Babylon. Tell them he cannot save you. Priests cannot save you. Praying to Mary or other saints cannot save you. You cannot worship false idols. And you cannot work and pray to me, your Lord and King of heaven and earth, through beads or statues. You can't worship any man or woman or statues. Only me, the true living God. There is no other. Only me. I am the Savior of the world. You have done these abominable acts. Turn to me. Call to me the true Christ. Can they hear? Okay, praise God. The one in Rome. He is the only he is only trying to replace me and deceive and lie to you. Taking you down the road of hell. Repent. Turn from your sin. Turn. From this false religion, man-made religion, turn to me. Turn to me who truly loves you and created you. Now is the time to come to your Savior and Lord. The hand of my judgment is coming on you. My mighty tempest will put you on your knees, will humble you to open your eyes and heart to the truth. That I am the only true way the truth in life. Come to me tonight and be saved. Cry out to me as the storm rages. Cry to me to save you as you are sinking down in the waves like Peter did, my disciple. Learn from him what he says and teaches by the power of my Holy Spirit. Choose my children. Choose life and not death. Religion leads to death. Relationship with me, a personal relationship, leads to life everlasting. Hear the voice of the Lord. See my hand moving across and around the world. Hear my voice. Wake up, world. Wake up, my lukewarm church. And the lost, reach out for life as you are the walking dead without me. I come to give life in more abundantly. These are warnings. These are hurt pains. These are sorrows. 
to tell a lost, dying world, time is over. Judgment is here, and soon I will take my church, my true church, those who serve me, those who are looking for me, those who love me with their life. When this happens, then the world will see my wrath, for I am the righteous judge, have received from my Father right to judge the world. Choose life. Choose me, your loving Savior now, and be saved from the wrath to come. King and judge, Jesus Yeshua. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to his wonderful name, brothers and sisters. Glory to his wonderful name. The references to this message are these. Isaiah 28, verse 2. Please, sweetheart. Isaiah 28, verse 2. Behold, the Lord hath a mighty and strong one, which as a tempest of hail and destroying storm, as a flood of mighty waters overflowing, shall cast down to the earth with thy hand. Isaiah 29.2 Isaiah 29.2 Thou shalt be visited of the Lord of hosts with thunder and earthquake and great noise with storm and tempest and the flame of the burning fire. What is it? That ain't 29.2. It's 29.6. Forgive me, 29.6. Okay. Sorry, forgive me. Now you're forgiven. I'm so sorry for you, baby. Hey, go ahead. I'm letting you try to get you out. Isaiah 30.30. Isaiah 30.30. And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard and shall show the lightning down his arm and with indignation of his anger and with the flame of the divine fire and with scattering and tempest and hailstones. Now, brothers and sisters, understand in all that are listening what the Lord Jesus said. He said, learn from Peter. Learn from Peter. And this is the words that the Holy Spirit gave Peter to share. Second Peter 2. Second Peter 2, verses 12 through 17. And listen to this closely. And understand where the origins of this whore of Babylon comes from. By the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 12. But these are natural brute beasts. Led with sensuality and made to be taken and destroyed. Speak evil of those things which they know not, and shall perish through their own corruption, and shall receive the wages of unrighteousness, as they which count it pleasure daily to live delicately, spots that are that they are, and bots delighting themselves in their deceivings, in feasting with you. Verse 14 having eyes full of idolatry 
and that cannot cease to sin, beguiling unstable souls. They have hearts exercised with covetedness. They are children of curse, which forsaking the right way have gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bor. Does that sound familiar? Sort of like a, 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 a hog, Bor, which loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity, for the dumb beast speaking with man's voice forbade the foolishness of the prophet. These are wells without water and clouds carried about with a tempest to whom the black darkness is reserved forever. Oh, brothers and sisters. Oh, praise name, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to his wonderful name. That we understand, brothers and sisters, that we need to pray. Pray for the people of Mexico. Join me in prayer as we pray. And pray for the mercy of God for the people of Mexico. Pray that they would open their eyes and their hearts to the true living God and turn away from the false Christ. Amen? Father, we just praise you and honor you for your word. We praise you for your revelation and your truth. Lord, we just give you glory, honor, and praise. And thank you, Father. We just praise you, Lord, and we pray for the people of Mexico. Lord, I know I have many co-workers that have family in Mexico. I pray, Lord, that they would call out to you as the storm rages, call out to you for help and to save them. As Peter saw that, Lord, save me. Father, I pray they would hear your voice and understand. They need to kneel, but only kneel to you and no other. Lord, I pray for salvation and deliverance, and I pray the people be rescued and saved in the in today and tonight. Lord, I pray the ones that are the true church will minister to the ones that have been in this false church and to share the truth there, missionaries and believers. Lord, I just, I just pray and intercede, and that they would hear that, hey, Zeus, that Jesus, Almighty One, is the one they need to cry out to. Oh, Lord, we just praise and honor you and thank you and give you all the glory and praise tonight as we continue in what you want to share with your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters, and understand. Yes, thank you. And, uh, brothers and sisters, that um, okay. okay, praise God. Thank you, sweetheart. Lord, that we continue and that we will praise the Lord tonight. And that we understand that we are overcomers, and Jesus is a great overcomer. So w- join with me in, in praise as we worship the Lord. Overcome. Hallelujah. Again. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, again. Again. That's what the Lord said, baby. Okay. I'm just saying again. Amen.
Amen. Hallelujah.
Amen. Praise God, brothers and sisters. We've all we've already been humbled and, and brought to our knees, understanding who God is. God is the creator. He's almighty God, holy and righteous and true. We are the created ones. Who are we to speak and say who God is? He is almighty God. Who are we to question him and his word? Who are we to choose a way that is not from him? The way of life, a relationship with him, and choose religion or, or, or some man that, uh, that uh, uh, puts himself up to be the representative of Christ on earth. Who are we? Oh, I pray that ones that hear this and the one that can speak English and Spanish will share it with our Hispanic brothers and sisters too. And that this message will get us to Mexico and understand that they need the Savior. They need Jesus. They need Jesus, the King of glory. What do they mean? Yahweh, Almighty God, yes, hallelujah. All right, brothers, this is the message tonight from the Lord that he gave me to share. It's the difference between the wise and the fools. You have something to say, sweetheart? Okay. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Grace and mercy to you from God the Father, Yahweh, and Yeshua, Jesus and the Roha Kadesh, Holy Spirit, who lives inside you, all who are born-again followers of the way. There's only one way, only one truth, and only one life-giver, Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. Amen? Brothers and sisters, tonight the Holy Spirit wants us to become more wiser, more Christ-like. For such a time as this, we cannot be fools. As or as Hebrews say, bastards. This day, this life we live now is real. This life we live, we have to be wise and not foolish. Amen? First, we will look at what makes people fools and bastards. Very strong words. For those who reject God's word and God's wisdom and knowledge. Brothers and sisters, I can tell you now, this day, this time, these last days, you will not be able to stand without God's word and his wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge comes from God's word. Amen? We have the Holy Spirit to guide us and teach us in all truth. The Holy Spirit will show us the wise ways of Christ and tell us and show us the foolish ways of the flesh. Thank God that he does. Let's look at this first. So important important in our life daily. Brothers and sisters, I am learning the more as I study God's word that the Holy Spirit reveals more and more godly wisdom to stand in such a time as this. Amen. Go to James 1, verses 13 through 19. And the word of God says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own conspicuous in his or his flesh and his and is enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Err not, my dear brethren, 
Every good thing and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no verifulness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will beget he us the word of truth, that he should be as the firstfruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my dear brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. The ways of a fool, the ways of one walking in the flesh is shown here. And James, and James then gives wisdom about how the wise are to live and walk too. Several points from this portion of Scripture. Let's look. Amen? In verse 13, these points are very serious. God takes sin very serious. He wants each of you listening take very serious too. Sin cost God Almighty everything. That was special to him. His precious only begotten son, Jesus. He knew that the only way sin could be stopped, could be defeated, was by his perfect son's love and, I mean, life and blood. Yes, our Lord and Savior defeated sin as a, as a whole. But even more important is that he defeated our sins in each one of us. He made it possible for each one of us not to live in sin in the flesh anymore. As I say, this will, this will still live in the flesh in this dark, sinful world. But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, who do not have to be ruled over by the flesh in sin anymore. You do not have to bow down to the flesh or Satan. You don't have uh, you don't have a taskmaster of bondage anymore. You who are listening have to make this decision yourself. It is a very personal decision. It is an eternal decision. You have to give yourself a sinful, rebellious life to Christ. Let him forgive you when you realize what state you're truly in. Understanding you need a Savior. You cannot in any way save yourself. Some out there might think so, but according to God's word and God's truth and God's way, you have to ask him, Jesus, to forgive you of your sin and rebellion. What God did was him showing how much he truly loves each of you. You are true, you are very special in God's eyes and heart. God's eyes and heart. Okay, let's hear how serious this is. Amen. Point one. Verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted, wherein he descendeth from outward temptation, that is, from afflictions, whereby God trieth us to inward, that is, to those lusts whereby we are stirred up to do evil. The sum is this, every man is the author of these temptations to himself, and not God. For we bear about in our bosoms that wicked corruption which taketh occasion by what means soever, to stir up evil emotion in us, without of a link perceived wicked doings, and in conclusion followeth death the just reward of them. Serious business. God takes sin very serious. We should all take heed that we need to have godly lifestyles. Every day, looking to Jesus, our perfect example, how we are to live. Amen? Point two, verse 14. 
Point two, verse 13, tempted. When he is provoked to do evil, so when we are tempted, are we going to do e- are we going to do evil? Or are we going to choose wisdom from God's word and learn and grow from this temptation? Point three in verse thirteen: For God cannot be tempted with evil; evil, neither tempted he any man. Here is a reason showed why God cannot be the author of evils doing in us, because He desireth no evil. So, brothers and sisters, when we are tempted, it is our sinful flesh and Satan that brings the temptation. We know by the word of God that our Lord was tempted by the devil. He did not sin at any temptation that came his way. So when we are tempted, we too, being born again, sons and daughters of God, don't have to sin either. We have the same Holy Spirit living in us as Christ did. We can choose to listen to him and not the voice of the flesh, the voice of the devil. Amen? Very sombering. When you choose to sin, when tempted, it is our will and the devil's will to sin. We know when sin, we hurt God's heart and we hurt too because we know we have disappointed our Lord and our Father. When this Hurt comes, this conviction comes. We know we have sinned and we have made a mistake. It will happen, brothers and sisters, because we are not perfect in this flesh. We will stumble sometimes. We will stump our toe. But thanks be to God, we do not have to stay down there. We don't have to be in condemnation. Amen? Oh, glory to his name. What a mighty God we serve. Let's look at this great truth and promise for our, from our loving, merciful God. Amen. Go to 1 John 1. 1 John 1, verses 7 through 9. But if we walk in the light as he is a light, we have fellowship with one another. In the blood of, of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. There's that word again, all. What does all mean? It means all. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we acknowledge our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, making a bride ready. Christ is making the bride ready. He is the one who cleanses of your sin. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. When we sin, we do not have to. We have an advocate who stands for us. We have a high priest who puts his own cleansing blood over our sins and makes them white as snow. When we first realize that we are sinners, that we don't meet God's standards, that we acknowledge our sin and confess them, this is true repentance when your heart knows that you have failed, that you know you can't make it without a Savior, you realize that you are a created person and you have a loving creator who knows better, knows you better than yourself. He knows what is best for you, and this is his way and the only way to come to him and become a true son and daughter again. 
We have to truly repent. We have to be sorrowful, realizing that sin, the lifestyle of sin, put Jesus Christ, the Son of God, on the cross. Thank God he did for each one of us. Our destiny was death, the grave, and hell for eternity. Thanks be to God because of his love and mercy that endureth forever. He couldn't live. He couldn't leave his created ones there. He had a way, a plan to save us all. He wants all men, women, and children come to the salvation. Come to this grace. Come to this eternal life. It is freely given. It is a gift of God. Please, any man should boast, not by works, not by any man's doing, only through God's Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's look at this truth, the promise of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Point one, this is true for our first repentance to salvation and as believers, when we sin, we are to repent when God, by his Spirit, moves on our heart and tells us. This is sin. Get this, I mean, this is sin. Get this out of your life. Confess it. Turn to me, and I will show you the right way to go, the right way to live. Verse 9, if we acknowledge our sins, therefore, the beginning of salvation is to acknowledge our wickedness and to require pardon from him who freely forgiveth all sin. Because he has promised so to do, he is faithful and just. Amen? Hallelujah. Yes, we have, baby. I do not know if you're hearing it on the love talk, but if they want to call in, if they're not hearing it, it is definitely hearing it on the on the phone. Okay. Uh, we have no internet connection whatsoever. And the Lord's still making a way on the phone. It's, Praise it's, the Lord. It's, God's making a way. Is the computer down? The computer is on, but it is blocked by fault. Have you hit the recycle? I have hit recycle. So, like I said, I can't even find out if it's about a one or a zero. I just know that it's Uh, going around in circles. And I've been refreshing. It's not working. I've done. Okay. Brother Javon, if you can hear me, can you send me a a message? Um, He only has my number. Um. Oh, uh, Brother Javon, uh, send a message on my Facebook. Not, oh, we don't have anything? I you won't tried, go to Facebook? I, I, I tried to send a message to scan it, and it wouldn't work. At Facebook? Yes. Okay, the only thing we could do there is we got to totally just, restart. Just, just do, do, your, yep. do your message. All right. It's coming in on the phone. Okay, praise God. So let's do it this way, brothers and sisters. We have no Internet. But if they want to listen, it's on the phone. Okay. So if they want to call in. Brothers and sisters, if, you, uh, if you're listening by phone, too, uh, or if you're on the Internet, if you could hear me by phone, it is on the phone. It is not, basically, we can tell, it's not in the chat room. We don't know if it's on computers. But God is making a way, and it seems to be no way. We have, like I told you, the storm, part of the storm, part of Patricia, the outlines of it the rain and the precipitation and some of the thunder and lightning and the power of God is over our city. But the Lord is making a way through the phone for people to hear by phone. 
So that is the way tonight that God is bringing a message, and this is an important message. Amen? All right. Praise God. Rejoice, brothers and sisters. What great love. What great mercy. What great grace. Well, I can still see people in the chat room. No, it's not that, that old. Oh, okay. Anyone out there, this is for you too. This is a time of grace. You who are alive and breathing, you still uh, can choose to receive this life. Giving gift from God, the giving gift from God. Receive Jesus, the resurrection in life. There is no true life without him. He is the giver of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Point two, just as powerful, just as true, because what God says is truth, faithful and just. So then our salvation hangeth upon the free promise of God, who because he is faithful and just will perform that which he has promised. Hallelujah. He will get it in, he will, he will get it done in each of us who truly believe in him. Amen. What is it you do? Okay. So there was a purpose and great wisdom and truth in those two portions of Scripture. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. So we are to follow his leading. He knows what we need when we need it. Amen? So back to the lesson about the difference of the wise and fools. First, we will start with the fools. Amen? What is the definition of a fool? A silly or stupid person, a person who lacks judgment or sense, a person who has been tricked or deceived into appearing or acting silly or stupid. Very clear definition. This is what we see in our world today. Psalms 14.1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They have corrupted and done abominable work, there is none that doeth good. Notice, brothers and sisters, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It is a heart matter, not just a spoken word. Something has to cause us to speak what we speak. Jesus said that out of the heart, man speaketh. Here in God's word, the definition of a fool says there is no God. This is a capital G. This is not talking about man-made gods or idols. This is saying no true living God. God have mercy. Two points from this scripture. Point one, there is no God. He showeth that the cause of all wickedness is to forget God. God have mercy. Don't forget God now. Not in these last days. Don't give up on God. This is a time to trust God. This is a time to remember what he has done for you, what he is doing for you, and what he is going to do for you. Amen? Believe in God. Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe in his promises and his word. Remember what Peter said. Where can we go, Master? You are the only one with the words of life. You are the only one who you are the only one who can save us eternal 
who could give us eternal life. Point two, corrupted and done abominable work. Now listen to this. There is nothing but disorder and wickedness among them. Anyone who says in their heart there is no God, this is what their life will be. And you will be so most miserable in your life. God have mercy. So now let's look to the book that gives us great wisdom and knowledge about fools. The word fools appears 40 times in the book of Proverbs. The ways of a fool are often contra- contrast with the ways of wise. In modern usage, a fool can be duped, an egoramus, or just a ridiculous person. But how is a fool defined in Proverbs? A look at some of the occurrences of the word fool in Proverbs helps provide an explanation. Proverbs 10.8. The wise in heart will receive commandment, but the foolish in talk shall be beaten. Proverbs 10.10. He that winketh with the eye worketh sorrow, and he that is foolish in talk shall be beaten. So we see other traits of this person. Point one, verse 10, winketh with the eye that beareth a fair countenance and imagine mischief in his heart. Do we see that this day? Battleground is the mind, brothers and sisters, talking about vain imagination, lustful thoughts, thinking about evil mischief. Point two, foolish in talk, for the corruption of his heart is known by his talk. Just like the Lord Jesus was telling us when he was on earth. Let's look at that. Amen. Luke 6:45. Luke 6:45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil. For the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh confirmed by the word of the Lord himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I pray you make a way, Father God, that you open the airways, Lord, you open the Internet. Lord, you would make the connections of the Internet come forth. Lord, we cannot do this without you. We pray that we can be connected with our brothers and sisters in the chat room. But we know, Lord, we have you still. And we pray that you would give them wisdom to call in that the Internet's not coming back. We just praise and honor you, Lord. We thank you. One trait of a fool is that he is a constant talker who is not known for listening to wisdom. We see this clearly. Proverbs 10, 14 states, The mouth of a fool brings ruin near. This contrasts this contrast, the speech of a fool with the knowledge of the wise. A fool does not care about learning. He's too busy talking. I am sure you have ran into these kind of people, boasted about themselves, always talking, not listening. You wonder if they are this way with people. I mean, are, uh, you wonder if they are this way with people. How are they toward God? I would say they're always talking and can't hear God. Or let God get a word in their heart. Proverbs 10:18 teaches, Whoever utters slander is a fool. The fool will speak poorly of other people, rather be known as an encourager. I pray, brothers and sisters, that we encourage and build up 
and not tear down and discourage you. Amen. Proverbs 10.23 adds that doing wrong is like a joke to a fool. A foolish person does not take sin or its consequences seriously. Now, this is a definition of the worst kind of fool. Because God takes sin very seriously, sin will be judged in your life. Who refuse or reject his son? Who has conquered sin and put all sin under his blood for each one of you? What is required of you is to repent and receive God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ his son. Proverbs 12, 12, 12, verse 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. The fool rejects the advice of others, instead listens to his, only to himself. Self-righteousness, pride, is more traits of a fool. God have mercy. Proverbs 13, 16 notes, a fool flaunts his folly. In other words, a foolish person is proud, proud of his own actions, I mean of his wrong actions. God have mercy. Flaunt your folly in front of a holy, righteous God. God have mercy on your soul. Sure does speak of our way, I mean, of our day where people flaunt their sinful lifestyle, shake their fists at a holy, righteous God. Take heed. This time of grace and God's long-suffering, so none should perish, is about over. Then judgment and wrath will be poured out on all the ones who live this lifestyle and reject him. Now is the time to repent and be reconciled to God. For soon his fierce anger will be poured out on sin and the ones who live in sin and rebellion. God have mercy. That is awesome, brothers and sisters. You understand, I got this message Sunday. Now what is God saying to us tonight? Did he say judgment is headed toward Mexico? So this is happening now. And that the Lord said time is over. This is happening now. It is now time to get right with God and come back to him. God have mercy. Proverbs 14, 16 teaches that a fool is reckless and careless. A fool does not plan ahead, rather lives without considering the impact his actions have on himself and others. Sounds like only worried about me, myself, and I. Proverbs 15, 5 shows that a fool despises his father's instruction. The foolish person will not listen to his parents or obey them. In fact, he spurns what his father says. God have mercy, earthly father, but more important, his heavenly father. Proverbs 26.11 uses immolatic parallelism to graphically illustrate the behavior of fools. As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. A fool is known for repeat, uh, repeating mistakes rather than learning from past wrong. So true. There you go, baby. Okay. Uh, can I uh, yes. Oh, but you ain't got me. Hold, hold on. You don't got me cooked, hooked up. Here. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now, brothers and sisters? Can you hear me now? 
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for intervening. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us back. We give you all the glory and praise. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Yeah, push continue. Don't don't push in the episode. There you go. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're still hanging in there. I pray that y'all could hear me. Could y'all hear me a while ago? Well, we'll continue the lesson, and uh, I would just I would just ask you if you could go listen to it in the archives. I pray that it uh, is recording for sure. But uh, we'll we'll move on. We're talking about um, the difference between uh, fools and and wise people. Amen. All right, we'll go to verse. Uh, uh, okay, let's uh, go here. Often in scripture, a fool is associated with wickedness and a direct denial of God. Psalm fifty-three one says. Psalm 53.1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They have corrupted and done abominable weakness of, of wickedness. There is none that doeth good. Here it is again. It is repeated in the book of Psalms. So this is so important to, every, to everyone who hears or reads this themselves. Amen. I mean, a, amen. One point. From this scripture, no God, whereas no regard, no regard is had of honesty or dishonesty or virtue nor vice. There, the prophet pronounces that people have no God, no true living God, Yahweh, no Yeshua, no God the Father, no Jesus Christ, no Holy Spirit. God have mercy. The worst BU can be in the, in, excuse me, God have mercy, the worst BU and can be, and you are so deceived if you are there. Because God has infinite wisdom, the person who neglects God will naturally miss out on wisdom. He will become a fool. A fool is anyone who does not follow the warnings and commands of God. A fool lacks wisdom, has no concern for others, does not desire to avoid sin, and brags about his sinful actions. The scripture is clear. We are to avoid living as a fool. Rather, we are to fear the Lord and walk in his wisdom and follow his ways. We know that. Those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Listen to this again. With all that's going on, those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Proverbs 28, 26. No, sorry, that's that's the scripture right there. The other definition of fool and non-believer is a bastard. This is not my word. This is God's word. What does bastard mean? Listen to this. A vicious, despicable person. A illegitimate child. We all were illegitimate children. Even called children of the devil when we were not saved and born again. But because what Jesus has done in our lives, and we believe it and have faith and trust in him, we are now called sons and daughters of God, God the Most High. Praise God for this every day, brothers and sisters. Praise God for this every day. Back to what God is saying to those who are not his born-again children. This is serious business. This is eternal 
hopefully this will help you have time, sweetheart. It's all right. I know you're ministering in there too. He that believeth in the Son hath everlasting life, and he that obeyeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Footnote. Not see life. Not enjoy. God have mercy. Not enjoy this life, and surely not the life to come, where those who are a fool, those who are a bastard, those who reject the Son, Jesus Christ, no joy, no peace, no hope, unquenchable fires of hell that keep burning, burning, and burning for eternity. Hear the voice of the Lord tonight. Grasp what that means. You better before it's too late. Now we see what a fool is by the word of God. Let's move on to the other contrast, the wise. Amen? What is wisdom? What is the difference between wisdom and knowledge? Answer. Wisdom and knowledge, both reoccurring themes in the Bible, are related but not synonymous. The dictionary defines wisdom as the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or lasting. Knowledge, on the other hand, is information gained through experience, reasoning, or acquaintance. Knowledge can exist without wisdom, but not the other way around. One can be knowledgeable without being wise. Knowledge is knowing how to use a gun. Wisdom is knowing when to use it and when to keep it holstered. I pray that we have many policemen that know that. God wants us to have knowledge of him and what he expects of us. In order to obey him, we have to have knowledge of his of the commands. But as equally important as having knowledge is having wisdom. Knowing facts about God in the Bible is not all there is to wisdom. Wisdom is a gift from God. James 1, 5 states, if any man, I mean, if anyone, excuse me, not man, if anyone, I mean, if any, if any of who lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. God blesses us with wisdom in order for us to glorify him and use the knowledge we have of him. It is not that we praise for us. We praise to God. I heard somebody the other day, uh, I think it's the wife of, of Joel Osteen say something like that. God has uh, mercy. Yes. She says that. Hey, we're not praying to God. He's already, he's already there. He's, we're praying to our person. We're getting, we're getting this. We're yeah. ourselves. Yeah, we're praising for ourselves. Yeah, God have mercy. God gives the divine revelation. Read my word. Wisdom from above freely. All those who ask him, all those who love and obey him too. For such a time as this, he has given a lot more to us when we need it most. Amen? The book of Proverbs is perhaps the most, I mean, the best place in the Bible to learn of biblical wisdom. Proverbs 1.7 speaks of the both biblical knowledge and wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom instruction. To fear the Lord is a start on the path to knowledge. And God 
can be then then begin to provide us with wisdom through Christ, who the Bible says is wisdom itself. It is wisdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. 1 Corinthians 1.3. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ becomes for us wisdom from God. Did you hear that again? Let's read that scripture again. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Christ become for us wisdom from God. He gives us wisdom by his Holy Spirit, who makes God's word come alive in our life, puts our faith in action. We serving a living God. He moves and breathes through us, his body. In him we move and breathe and have our being. Make a joyful noise. Sing unto the Lord. Help of his love. Rejoice before him. Amen. Praise God. Knowledge is what is gathered over time through study of the scriptures. It can be said that wisdom, in turn, acts properly, and upon that knowledge, wisdom is fitting application of knowledge. Knowledge understands the light has turned red. Knowledge is, oh, the light turned red. Wisdom applies the break. Knowledge sees the quicksand. Wisdom Wisdom walks around it. Knowledge memorizes the Ten Commandments. Wisdom obeys them. Knowledge learns of God. Wisdom loves him. Amen. Now we will go to the life of the wisest man. Amen. What can we learn from King Solomon? Solomon is the king, I mean, is the third and last king of the United Kingdom of Israel, following King Saul and King David. Solomon wrote the Song of Solomon, the book of Ecclesiastes, and much of the book of Proverbs. Solomon Solomon is the only son of David to be king over Israel, not just Judah in Jerusalem. What are the highlights of Solomon's life? When he ascended to the throne, he sought after God, and God gave him an opportunity to ask for whatever he wanted. Solomon humbly acknowledged his inability to rule well and unselfishly. Ask God for the wisdom he would need to rule God's people justly. God gave him wisdom and wealth besides. 1 Kings 3.4 and 1 Kings 10.27. In fact, no, sorry, baby. In fact, his riches and wisdom surpass all, no, all the, the, the kings of the earth. 1 Kings 10.23. God also gave him peace on all sides during most of his reign, 1 Kings uh, 4, 20-25. The favorite illustration of that wisdom is his judging the dispute over identity of a true mother and an infant child. Let's look at this and learn from it. 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 16-28. Praise God's wonderful name. What great wisdom great wisdom our God has. Then came two harlots unto the king and stood before him. 
And the one woman said, oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And the third day after that I was delivered, this woman was delivered also, and we were in the house together. No stranger with us in the house, save we twain. And this woman said, I mean, this woman's son died in the night, for she overlay him. And she arose at midnight and took my son from my side while my handmaid slept, laid him in her bosom, and laid her dead son in my bosom. When I arose in the morning to give my son suck, behold, he was dead. And when I and I had well considered him in the morning, behold, it was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, Nay, but my son liveth, and thy son is dead. Again she said, No, but thy son is dead, and mine alive. Thus they spat before the king. Then said the king, She saith that liveth is my son, and the dead is thy son. And the other saith, Nay, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Then the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought out a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide ye the living child in twain, and give one half to the one and the other half to the other. Then spat the woman whom the living child was unto the king, for her compassion was kindled toward her son. And she said, Oh, my Lord, give her the living child and slay him not. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child and slay him not. This is his mother. And all Israel heard the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. Oh, that we would have a leader like that. Amen, brothers and sisters. God, would we have a leader like that. True knowledge and wisdom, brothers and sisters, this is godly wisdom that Solomon had, and we, should, we too should have. A wisdom to have mercy and show grace in all situations. Execute righteousness and justice with love too. Amen? Solomon, Solomon was not only wise in his rule, but he had great general wisdom as well. His wisdom is renowned in his day, and that the queen of Sheba traveled 1,200 miles to verify the rumors of his wisdom and grandeur. First Kings 10. Solomon wrote many proverbs and songs, First Kings 4.32, and completed many building projects. There are many lessons we can learn from the life of Solomon. First, when you seek God with all our heart, he will be found. 1 Kings 3, verses 3 through 6. Let me get a drink. First Kings chapter 3, 3 through 6. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the ordinance of David his father. Only he sacrificed and offered incense in the high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the chief place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what 
I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, when we walk before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great mercy and hast given him a son to set on his throne as appeareth this day. Second, those who honor God will be honored by him. First Kings chapter 3, 11 through 13. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and thou hast not asked for thyself long life, neither asked riches for thyself, nor asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to hear judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart so that there have been none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall arise like unto thee. And I also have given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that among the kings or thou shalt be none like unto thee all thy days. Let us be wise like King Solomon. Ask God wisely. I mean, ask wisely from Ask wisdom from God. Amen. Third, God will equip us to accomplish the task he calls us to do if we will rely on him. Romans 12, verses 1 through 9. Romans 12, verses 1 through 9. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye give up your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable Serving of God. It's just, it's just reasonable. This is just reasonable, brothers and sisters. And fasten not yourself like unto the world. Don't dress up like the world. No, no, no. And guess what? There's a holiday. A lot of people dress up. Well, listen to this scripture right here. And fashion not yourself like unto the world. There's wisdom. Be changed by the renewing of your mind that you... Prove may prove what that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is. For I say, through that grace that is given unto me, to everyone that is among you, that no man presume to understand about that which is meet to understand, meant to understand, excuse me, but that he understand according to the sobriety as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not one office. So we being many are one in the body and body in Christ, and every one one another's members, seeing that we have gifts that are divers according to grace that is given unto us, whether we have prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. Or in the office, let us wait on the office, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that distributeth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, and cleave unto that which is good. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According 
as he, according as his divine power, have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the acknowledging of him that have called us unto glory and virtue. Praise God. Thank you, Father, all that you give us, your children. The fourth lesson we learned, the spiritual life is a marathon, not a sprint. A good start is not always enough to finish well. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Wherefore, let us all see that we are come past with such great cloud of witnesses, cast away everything that presses down and sin that hangeth so fast on. Let us run with the patience, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and despised the shame and sat at the right hand of the throne of God. The race, brothers and sisters, not a sprint, but a marathon, to keep running, pacing yourself, to overcome and endure the hardships of the race of life. Knowing we do not face this race alone, but Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, is with us every step of the way. In fact, sometimes he carries us. When we can't run anymore and cry out to him, help me, Lord Jesus, need your help, Lord, to make it through. The fifth lesson we uh, we learn, we can sincerely ask God to to incline our hearts toward him. 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 54 through 60. And when Solomon had made the end of praying all this prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he rose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees and stretching out his hands to heaven, and stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord that giveth rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There have not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. The Lord our God be with us, as he was with our fathers, that he forsook us not, neither leave us, that he may bow our hearts unto him, that we may walk in all his ways and keep his commandments and his statutes, and his laws which he commanded our fathers. And these my words which I have prayed before the Lord, be near unto the Lord our God day and night, that he defend the cause of his servant and the cause of the people of Israel. Always as a matter requireth that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God and no other. That's the important thing that all the people of earth may know that the Lord is God and no other. What a great example we learned from King Solomon, praying and praising to our Lord God. Amen? Amen. But we will wander off the path of righteousness if we choose to violate his revealed word. Contrary to God's written word concerning King Solomon, Solomon multiplied to himself gold, horses, and wives, 700 wives, 300 concubines, 
I don't know how he handled it. God have mercy. Deuteronomy 17, 14 through 17. I tell you, brothers and sisters, what's a handful, I'm telling you. <laughs> humbly, humbly I say that. I'm sure I'm a handful too, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, you refer to me? <laughs> oh, no, you did. Oh, Lord have mercy. Really? Yeah, Lord have mercy. Yeah. It was an example, sweetheart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what scripture did you want me to put up here? Deuteronomy <laughs> 17, verses 14 through 17. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Verse 14. When thou shalt come unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt possess it and dwell in, if thou say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me, then thou shalt make him a king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. From among thy brethren shalt thou make a king over thee. Thou shalt not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother." In any wise, he shall not prepare him many horses, nor bring the people again to Egypt. For to increase the number of the horses, sin, the Lord hath said unto you, you shall henceforth go no more again that way. Neither shall ye take him many wives, lest his heart turn away. Neither shall he gather him much silver and gold. Good wisdom about serving gold and silver, about having many things, even serving false gods. That we be alert, as even the wisest man on earth was blinded by riches and fame, that that this temptation led him to sin against God too. The sixth thing that we learn from uh, uh, from Solomon, life, those closest to us will affect our spiritual lives. Look at 1 Corinthians 15.33. 1 Corinthians 15.33. And the word of God says, Be not deceived. Evil speakings corrupt good manner. Uh-oh. Brothers and sisters, do not have close friends who are fools. Be not deceived with flattering words and puffed up lies. Amen. We must, therefore, be very careful of company we keep. The seventh thing we learn from the life of Solomon, life lived apart from God will be meaningless, regardless of education, fulfill goals, the greatest of pleasures, and the greatest abundance of wealth. Ecclesiastes, verse, I mean, Ecclesiastes 1, verse 2. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanities of vanities, all is vanity. One point, powerful truth and wisdom. Vanities of vanities. He condemneth the opinions of all men that set felicity in anything but in God alone. Seeing that in this world all things are vanity and nothing. Amen to that. 
The last thing I will say about fools and wise in these last days is wisdom from Solomon. Ecclesiastes, the sum of life is what Solomon says here. Ecclesiastes 12, verses 13 through 14. Let us hear the end of all. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every work unto judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or evil. 1 Kings 8:60. 1 Kings chapter, I'm sorry, yeah, 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 60. We said this, but I'll say it again. That all people, that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God and there is no other. This is the best wisdom I can tell you tonight, and I pray all that you have heard from the Lord, you will choose wisely and not be counted a fool. Amen, amen, amen. The perfect wisdom of our God. Listen to the words closely. Down at the bottom. The perfect wisdom of our God. Hallelujah. Listen to the words.
there's different views throughout this. If it starts, if it started as a pag for pagans, it, it, okay, one view is it started out for as pagans, but it's harmless. It's pagan, you know, and pagan avoid damning your soul and going to hell. But it, I kept hearing these scriptures, and it says, as for me and my house, we're serving the Lord and abstain from all appearance of evil. I'm going to give you the reasons why not to celebrate. But you feel if you feel the need to continue in the Halloween tradition, even the trunk or treat, I'm telling you, I dust my feet off. I dust my shoes off. That's it. I'm telling you, as y'all have been told, and blinders, you know, remember when Paul fell on that road to Damascus trip? And he, he was, the Lord threw him off his horse and put scales on his eyes. I'm telling you, this is a Damascus moment. When you, once you see something, you cannot unsee it. I have seen this. I cannot unsee it. This is, I mean, this is how I feel. I mean, I'm sorry if this is going to step on toes. But and and this this call is probably going to go into more detail next next week next Wednesday. I'm just going to give you the reasons why you shouldn't do it. But I'm telling you, uh, there's there is um, what do you call it? The history. Oh yeah, it's, it's the history of of Halloween is deep rooted into pagan druid worship. But they're dressing up as Cinderella. Okay, fine. Okay. I'm sure that Sis Carla's going to go into all the details of why what dressing up does. But you know what? You you should go and look this up yourself of what, how deep in paganism uh, Halloween is and say if it's okay to trunk or treat or have a fall festival. Okay. It is. I'm ashamed to say I used to practice in this celebration of Halloween. I did. I uh, in 2001, I was the coolest looking witch ever. Wise, damn the hell. Otherwise, from the time I was a little kid, Halloween was something I really looked forward to every year. And even angry reacted when I was questioned by one of the church members about the the priority of what I was doing and when I celebrated. I, I understand that I stand before you, not as someone who lives in a glass house, not as someone who has suffered from profound ignorance myself, but as someone who recognized how wrong I was and how and who was prepared to behave differently in the future. Perhaps you celebrate Halloween. Maybe you enjoy the costumes and makeup, the children going from house to house collecting candy and all that rest, just like I did. I would like, I would like you to listen carefully for a few minutes. I want to give you ten, nine reasons. I'm not going to do the tenth one. I'm going to, nine reasons why you should never celebrate Halloween again. First, do not celebrate Halloween 
because it's wrong. My ex, my text, abstain from all appearance of evil, very clearly establishes God will will regarding matters that are evil. Abstain from all of them. Withdraw from every one of them. Do not participate in any of them. I'm not arguing. I'm not urging you to give up Halloween because some people think it's wrong. I'm urging you to give up Halloween because it is wrong. And because it is wrong, you should no longer participate in that celebration. But Brenda, my my child loves Halloween. He will cry if he doesn't get to go trick-or-treating. I have never heard of any child crying and feeling sorry for himself who has who had explained to him that Halloween was wrong by dishonoring God. Besides, what kind of parent would even consider allowing his child to do something that is wrong just because he wants to do it? Oh, but Daddy, I want to do I want to say nasty words to her. Oh, but Mommy, I want to steal that boy's bicycle. No parents will allow their youngsters to do wrong or bad. Or parents who allow their youngsters to do wrong are bad parents. Next, do not celebrate Halloween because it is worldly. First John two fifteen and sixteen. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, and the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. The word world refers to mankind in this context. How can anyone who has ever seen a Halloween celebration deny that it is worldly? What about What is there about Halloween that is spiritual, that is of God? that is not self-centered and sensual. Therefore, because it is worldly, we are forbidden to love the world with its lust and its pride. Forgo its celebration. As well, 1 John 5, 6, 19, which declares, the whole world lies in wickedness, establishes for us the morality of the world, the morality of mankind, the level of spirituality of the human race. Things that are worldly, and, and Halloween is definitely worldly. Don't let anyone suggest it to you that it's not. Are things that should be shunned, avoided, passed by in favor of that which is pleasing to God. So what pleases God? God is pleased when his people gather together. Hebrews ten twenty five. That is possible. Precisely what we are doing tonight, and we will be doing it Halloween night too. Every, you know, we'll be at the Lord's hour on Saturday night. We won't be ha- handing out candy. Third, do not celebrate Halloween because it is disloyal. I will not take time to prove once again what I have proven time and time again that Halloween is the devil's night. It is Recognized by Satan followers as Satan's celebration. The facts are already established and can be verified by anyone who can do an internet search on the phrase Halloween evil. 
what I what I think needs to be pointed out is that there's some some things that those who claim to be blood bought and blood washed Christians should amplify. What is it that we should amplify? Loyalty. Do you feel any compulsion to demonstrate loyalty to God, loyal to Christ? From time to time, a man or a woman is called upon to make such monumental decisions that forever alter the course of their life and lifestyle. Sometimes these folks in the road of life are open and public for all to see, and sometimes they are private matters that most people will never notice. No matter what kind of decisions they are, forking the road of life decisions are important. Remember, when Joshua confronted the children of Israel in, jo- in Joshua 24:15, he chose you this day whom you will serve. As far as me and my house, what? We will serve the Lord. Then, then he was, then there was Elijah on Mount Carmel, facing off all the false prophets. Listen to what he said to the people in 1 Kings 18.21. How long hast ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if he bail, then follow him. I am suggesting, suggesting that you decide whose side you will be on Saturday night. I'm urging you to stand on the Lord's side. I'm exhorting you to show loyalty to Christ. Do not, my friend, turn your back on the one who shed his precious blood for you so that you might enjoy a few meaningless hours of mindless amusement celebrating the devil's holiday. On Saturday night, I urge you to be loyal to Christ. And to God. Fourth, I do not celebrate Halloween because it grieves the Holy Spirit. My friends, we are engaged in spiritual warfare. You are exhorted to put on the whole armor of God and to endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Therefore, with the battle lines clearly drawn, with the opponents identified, what options do you have? What opinions do you have of the Holy Spirit of God? Do do you not care that the Holy the Spirit of God is grieved by the behavior which opposes the Savior, which demeans the Lord, which uh, denigrates His importance? The Spirit who dwells in you, if you are a Christian, means means to reaction of his Holy Spirit to the religious compromise and your collaboration with the enemy. I tell you, he is grieved because such behavior wounds him. In Ephesians 4.30, bids us, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, where you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Number five. Fifth reason why not to celebrate Halloween because it trivializes the enemy. Do you have a more dangerous foe than Satan, the God of this world, 
the prince of the power of air, who tempted Eve to sin and who seeks your eternal destruction? Do we not have to contend with the wiles of the devil, this one who fills men's heart with lies to the Holy Ghost, as well as his minions? Is satanic opposition nothing? Are we to simply ignore this one who walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? And what about those foul spirits, those fallen angels, those demons who serve him by subverting us? Are are they to be laughed at to seduce men to depart from the faith? Yet, what is Halloween but a carnival of demonic sickness, a reduction of demonic terror and danger to children and to childish? Be sure 90.99.99% of the, those which associated with half is nonsense and amusement and is exploited by business for the sole purpose of generation cash flow. But those plastic masks or sugar candy make Satan less dangerous and adversary than he is, does it? Just because 10,000 girls dress up like witches with makeup and costumes, are we thereby concluded that demons' possession and the effect of foul spirits on poor souls is not real? My friends, I have seen demon-possessed people. I have observed this, some of the tragedies that is caused by these foul spirits that are made fun of on Halloween. And I'm here to tell you that making a game of it and pretending that it is harmless fun is no benefit at all to the people affected by these foul creatures. It serves no good purpose whatsoever to trivialize your spiritual enemy. On the contrary, it, it only gives aid and comfort to the enemy by causing those affected by him to underestimate the danger and the damage that he can cause. Reason number six, do not celebrate Halloween because it confuses the simple. Imagine yourself to be a child. On Sunday, you're told that Satan is a fierce and deadly foe and that his minions are foul spirits who afflict and torment those under his, their control. We read in the Bible that there are fallen angels who will someday be cast into the lake of fire because of their rebellion against the God who created him. But then they are dressed up once a year in costumes and masks that poke fun at spiritual darkness and demons, that laugh at death and depravity, and convince the children that behind the apparently fearful and scary stuff, there are really nothing to be afraid of. So when a child, who is the child to believe? The Bible or the whole world of people he has drawn to that want someday to be like. Do you see the danger of not coming out from among them that, and be separated from the unclean things? It is difficult enough to persuade your child that the word of God is true and evolution is, is wrong, that the Bible is correct and infidels are incor- incorrect. Why make the task more difficult by either making it 
a neutral position on Halloween or by compromises and thereby confusing the those who are childish and those who are simple. I do not celebrate Halloween because it is is not expedient. In 1 Corinthians 10, 23, Paul wrote, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. What does that mean by that? He meant that Christians have great liberty, but that the exercise of Christian liberty must be guided by consideration of whether or not people are edified, whether or not people are built up in the faith. Think long and hard about this. Consider and ponder and meditate for as long as you want. Search the scriptures to your heart's content. content. Does celebrate Halloween benefit anyone in a spiritual way? Is Christ exalted? Is he honored? Is God honored? Is the spirit yielded by to anyone's involvement in the celebration of Halloween? The answer is no. Therefore, it is not expedient. Since it is not expedient, Christians should not be involved in it in any way and to any degree. That means even your fall festivals, because they're, again, they're, they're just changing the name. Your trunk or treat, that's still just changing the name. That's what they have done for 2,000 years. They've changed the name. All right. Reason eight. Do not celebrate Halloween because it defiles the conscience. Conscience is that faculty given by God to every man that renders a verdict of guilty or innocent when one thought or actions are evaluated. Conscience is not infallible, but must be guided by the absolute truth of God's word. However, it is a useful tool so long it is kept pure and undefiled. I submit to you, celebrate Halloween defiles the conscience, which is not good for you. You should, and should you protest this celebration, Halloween does not feel wrong to you. I would insert that, that such is the case only because your conscience is either uninformed or already defiled and perhaps even seared. There you go. So that one right there is a, that's a separate on the toes one for some people. I'm telling you that right now. We already know that those who have afflicted by demons and foul spirits end up with seared consciences. It it follows that Halloween with it and knowing that it trivializes the demonic and the pagan is certainly to dull the spiritual senses and deaden the sensitivity of the conscious to wrongdoing. 
ninth reason why not to celebrate Halloween because it is wicked origin. I am unaware of any informed person who does not know of the Druid origin of the different practices of Halloween. That is virtually anti-Christian. There is no question that what we know as Halloween comes from a series of pre-Christian practices in Europe and the British Isles. And each practice from trick-or-treating to jack-o'-lanterns to bobbin for apples, to the witches, to the black cats, and all the rest have their origins in the wickedness of the festival of death. My question to you is this. On what occasion was this celebration sanctified and consecrated by God so that it would be blessed and benefit those who observe it? At what point did God opposition to this to what is suddenly changed to approval. Do you see my point? That which has wicked origin is wicked. That which is wicked origin cannot become good. Therefore, since Halloween started evil, it is still evil and no Christian should have anything to do with it. Conclusion. There you have it. Nine reasons why Christians should not should celebrate should not celebrate Halloween. And if you disagree with one or even seven, eight or nine of these reasons fail to persuade you that you should not celebrate Halloween, only re- one reason is good enough to persuade you. Let me list them for you again if if you can resist reasonably establish that all nine of these reasons are valid. Then you go ahead and celebrate Halloween with your heart's content. But if not, you are bound by whatever integrity you have. You are bound by your concern for your children to abstain from all appearance of evil. Okay, here's the reason. First, because celebrate Halloween is wrong. Second, because Halloween celebrate Halloween is worldly. Third, because celebrating Halloween is disloyal. Fourth, because celebrating Halloween grieves the spirit. Fifth, because celebrating Halloween trivializes the enemy. Sixth, because celebrating Halloween confuses the simple. Seventh, because celebrating Halloween is not is not convenient. Eight, because celebrating Halloween defiles the conscience. Ninth, because Halloween is has wicked origins. Halloween is wrong. No ifs, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. The only one that's trying to make it uh, uh, that it's okay or, or try, try to fit it in good was the Vatican. And when they call them up with all things today, what they're doing is talking about, oh, let's celebrate saints. <laughs> Let us celebrate saints. <laughs> Well, I can tell. I can tell. To worship and honor God, we're not even supposed to praise saints. I can tell you this right now. Like that last one says, if this didn't affect you in any way, then your conscience is done seared. You need to. You need. You need to check yourself. 
because I can tell you right now, it is, it is, it is so, ours is so in right with us. I mean, I'm not kidding. I I used to look forward to buying candy and giving out Halloween trick-or-treating and with my children. But I, I, I can see where this could grieve the Holy Spirit because this is, this is embedded pure evil. And, and the Lord is going to have to come out and say, ah, Brenda, just go with it, you know. But I don't see that happening. I really don't. I really don't. I just don't see it. You can do a song right now?
Hi. We're going to have our um, prayer declaration now. It's called Proclaimers of God's Word from Isaiah 59:21. Isaiah 59:21. And as for me, says the Lord, this is my con- covenant with them, my spirit who is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Vision is generational. God imparts a certain revelation of his word to a man or woman of faith. Then for, for it to reach maximum effectiveness, the same truth is often passed to that person's offspring. John and, Char- John and Charles Wesley shook, shook the world on the day with a revelation of the true gospel. However, the message did not originate with them. They gained many of their insights and passion for God from Samuel and Susan, Susanna, God-loving parents who planted the seed of truth within the brother's heart. Wouldn't it be wonderful if your child ended up as, a, as fruitful in God's work as these two giants of the faith? If it happened in the Wesley home, it can happen in yours. Here's our prayer declaration. I'm going to add my children's name. Add yours. Lord God, I thank you for all the truth you have revealed to me. I declare that these truths will not end with part of the legacy I pass to my children or the God-given insight that has transformed my life, Lord. I prayed for your disciples saying, Father, I have given them the words which you have given me. I have prayed the same for Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses and their children, that they will will receive the same revelation of truth you have given me. I pray that my children will be personally transformed by, the, by this insight and that they will always live according to the truth and that they will be a powerful voice of truth in a world full of spiritual deception. Yes. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Amen.
and tiger. And young men will fall and exhausted. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They'll soar high on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. time here. Uh, we'll have prayer here in a minute, but the Lord has led me for words of encouragement to his church, words of encouragement to his children, his sons and daughters. Amen. Go to the book of John, chapter 14, and these are the words of the Lord. As he spoke to the disciples, but he declares to us too. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, each one of you, each one of you who are child of God, born-again believers, filled with the Spirit, the true church of God. Amen? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there may you be also. Know that we, he will keep his promise. Our God is a God of truth. He is not a man that would lie. So what the Lord says he will do, we just have to be patient and keep watching and praying like he has told us. Amen? And whether I go, you know. In the way, you know. Well, he told you right up front. Uh, way, I mean, in the way you know it. Oh, yeah, he's going to tell us here. I'm sorry. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how then we know the way. Jesus said unto him, I am that way and that truth and that life. No one cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no other way to get to God Almighty, to God the Father, is only through Jesus Christ. Not no man, not no woman, not no leader, not no pope, not no priest, pastor, only Christ. He is the only way, the one true way. Amen? Amen. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us thy father, and it sufficient us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and hast thou not known me? Philip, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Amen. How then sayest thou, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me, that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. At the least, believe me for the very work's sake. Very, very, I say unto you, 
He that believeth in me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater than thee shall he do, for I go unto the Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit of God, you hear what it says, going to abide with you forever? Amen. That you're sealed with the Holy Spirit? Believe the Word of God, not what man tells you. Believe what God tells you by his Spirit. His Word says you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. His word says that the Spirit abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And now he is in us, brothers and sisters. The Lord is talking about Pentecost is coming. That the Spirit of Almighty God is coming. That God does not live in buildings made of stone, but he lives in the heart of people. You are the living temple of Almighty God. Act like it. Amen? Hallelujah. I will not leave you fatherless. Oh, praise his name. Listen to it. But I will come to you. God is a father of the fatherless. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Spirit lives within his heart by this word. Yet a little while, and the world shall not see me no more, but ye shall see me because I live. You shall live also. Oh, listen to the terror. Listen to the promises of God. Listen to the promises of Jesus, the Savior of the world. At, the day, at that day shall ye know that I am in my Father, you in me, and I in you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to his name. His word coming alive by the power of the Holy Spirit tonight. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them is he that loveth me. You have the word of God in you, that you live the word of God. You share the word of God. You preach or teach. Or you pray the word of God. You love it, the Lord. Shall be loved, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will show my own self to him. And he has. He does, brothers and sisters. Jesus, Judas said unto him, not the scariest, Lord, what is the cause that thou wilt show thyself unto us and not unto the world? Good question. Jesus answered and said unto him, If any man love me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we will dwell with him. We, you hear this? We will dwell with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my words, and we know that. And the word which ye hear is not mine. But the Father which sent me, 
These things I have spoken unto you, being present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, the Father, in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, which I have told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. I give, uh, give, it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, no, not fear, nor fear. Let not your heart be troubled, brothers and sisters, all that are listening. And don't fear. Greater is he that lives in you than he's in the world. The one that lives in the world is a defeated foe. The one who lives in your heart is victorious and mighty king of glory. Hallelujah. Praise this wonderful name. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and will come unto you. If you love me, ye would verily rejoice because I said I go unto the Father. For the Father is greater than I. Look how humble our Lord is in our example. And now have I spoken unto you before it comes, that when it has come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter will I not speak many things unto you, for the prince of this world cometh and have not in me. But, he, but it is that, that the world may know that I love my father, and as the Father has commanded me, so do I. Arise, let us go hence. Praise his wonderful name. Did you hear the Lord speaking to you tonight? Do you understand what a mighty God we serve, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah to his name. Does anyone have any prayer requests? This is a time, just like he said, if we ask anything and if we love and obey him, he will ask of the Father, and the Father will give us. Amen? You are children of God, sons and daughters. What parent would not give their children good gifts? Amen? What, 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 what father would not try to meet the needs of his children? And God is greater than any earthly father. Amen? So anybody have any prayer requests? Any prayer requests? This is a time to share. This is a time to share and, and, and that we will pray and, and that we'll have uh, uh, come together. As two or three gathered together in my name, the Lord said they're in. House mom and Mary is yes. No, house mom is. Sister Mary is gone. Okay. Why? Well, I was just going to ask them any old code. I know that we pray every night for them. But I was wondering if if I it's in the prayer request that they that they should be praying to for my daughter. That's it. I mean Veronica. Amen. Did you hear that, sis uh, Janet, that uh, y'all had uh uh sis Brenda's daughter, Veronica, uh to your prayer list for salvation. She needs salvation badly. She's been so indoctrinated by the world, just like um most anybody who's gone to college or anything. God have mercy. That we need, they need salvation, and we pray for salvation for the, um, for the children, our children, amen, our family, our friends, co-workers. She says, "Amen, sister." Well, thank you. I appreciate that. 
Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Janet. Anybody else have any prayer requests? Amen. Thank you, Sister Janet. I will pray for Veronica and all your children. Praise God. Thank you. Brother Javon, do you have any prayer requests, brother? I mean, the, uh, not many people hung in there. I mean, I, I don't um, – it, it, it grieves me some because uh, sharing the truth and, and, and the numbers disappear, God have mercy. I mean, this is God's word. This is – not a popularity contest or anything with me and Sis Brenda. We're here servants of the Lord, sharing what God wants us to share. And 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 I guess the people are having internet problems and stuff tonight. It seems it's been a battle because the message that I had was, uh, and the message she has, the enemy does not like at all. So it's been a real battle today, brother and sister. So be praying for us and uh, just be alert and wise. All that's going on. Amen. That's right. I don't know, Sister Janet. It, it, you know, it's sad. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, I, I know uh, sometimes that teaching the Word of God and just focus on that and not necessarily all about dreams and visions. It's not a bunch of bells and whistles. It is the truth and well grounded, and it's the only thing that's going to help you stand in this day and time. So it's very important that we focus on the Word of God and the revelation of the Lord too. So uh, praise the Lord. Uh, no other prayer requests. Well, I can tell you um, we can pray for Israel and Jerusalem. We definitely need to pray for Mexico. They're getting ready to get pounded. And pray for the Lord's hour and all that serve here. Uh, anybody else have any prayer requests? I would, uh, oh, brothers and sisters, I would uh, lift up Sister Brenda because things are changing her job and they seem not very uh, wise or ungodly. And uh, some of the clients are really acting up. So we need to pray for Sis Brenda and her job. And the Lord will give her grace and patience for her clients. For Sis Brenda and for her clients and job. Yes, if everybody can um, remember that. We need to lift. We need to lift to our family. Oh yes, brothers sisters. I have a sad. Uh, you know, I didn't get to you know share. I mean, it's just it's been a battle tonight. That I have a uh, guy I used to work for FedEx, and um, he was a good friend, but I was not strong in the Lord at that time, and didn't really share a lot with him. I regret it. Because I was I was told today that he took his life. He's about 30 years old. Just had a baby, little baby girl, I think, and he took his life because he was having marriage problems. God have mercy. There's nothing in this world worth giving up your life, not giving your life away, and ending up in eternity in hell. I pray he cried out to the Lord. I pray he cried out to the Lord. God have mercy. We don't want to see anybody go to hell. 
God have mercy. But pray for Jr.'s family. Know how important it is to stand for the Lord and walk in His ways. That we don't uh, that w- that we don't compromise and <laughs> don't get lukewarm or anything. But that we stand strong in the Lord and be a witness and a light in in the days that we live. In the days that we live, that we be a witness of the light. Remember that, Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God, Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Uh, a couple of the uh, prayer requests that I I, I I put in here. There's some testimonies. Uh, I asked for prayer for my uh, supervisor's mom, and she was in the hospital with pneumonia. Well, praise God, she is home. She has gone. Not, I mean, home the Lord, but she's gone home from the hospital. Praise God, Amen. And then my coworker, uh, 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 my coworker Nancy at work, she had a son that was uh, beaten up brutally and almost to the point of death. But uh, praise God, he he has recovered, and that he is home now too. Praise God. I mean, uh, like uh, what I talked about in our lesson, be careful of who you're around. Be alert and wise. Watch out for fools. Watch out for evil people. Be alert, brothers and sisters. So there's some prayer, uh, there's testimonies to our praying here, amen? That God is answering our prayers. Yes. Even though we do not see them here on the Lord's hour tonight, y'all know who's missing from the Lord's hour. That's right. Pray for them because something is going on with them. And as your brothers and sisters, we need to be lifting them up because the closer you get to the Lord, the enemy is going to be putting all sorts of obstacles in your way. Amen. I don't know if they heard me. I think they did. Did you hear that, brothers and sisters? It's just, uh, uh, Brenda said, pray for the ones that are missing. Uh, brothers and sisters that are missing. Some people that used to come here regularly are not coming now. I mean, I, I pray they're not falling away. I pray they're not dependent on days and what people are saying instead of God's word. God is in control, not us. It's God's perfect way in time, not what we want. He knows our heart. He knows we want to go home. He knows we're crying out. But Jesus has such a loving heart for the lost that he wants many not to, many not to perish but come to him. So we'll, we'll just trust him with that. And that we keep serving and honoring him, but we know we're close. We see these things. I mean, these storms, I mean, many of them. I mean, we used to have, about, I mean, just very few uh, hurricanes or typhoons, but look how powerful they've been. I mean, they're full power. Like God's tempest for judgment, it says it. God's, I mean, God controls the weather for good and for judgment. It's very clear. So we need to remember, yes, uh, yeah, about Brother Kelly, I know. Uh, you know, Sis Crystal, I'll see here tonight. Uh, many of them, Sis Estrella, there's many that's not here. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I pray, you know, that uh, we're we're not uh, uh, offending anyone or, or that we're uh, discouraging anyone. I pray we're encouraging people. But, well, that we're not too boring. Yeah, I pray we're not too boring. But, I mean, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, in that city, I mean, it's a shame you think you have to have all bells and whistles to get people to listen. Uh, and Drew, that's. 
But, uh, you know, we're going to stick to what God has told us to do. He's told us to be encouragers. He's told us to share the word of God, focus on the word of God. Since when did this share a dream of what God told her? It's very powerful. Very powerful dream. And I shared a revelation. The Lord gave to me. I mean, I was shaking in the presence of the Lord. was so powerful. I have to speak it because it burns inside of me. So I share revelations of what mainly the Lord shared with me. So I pray that uh, uh, people understand that and that they receive what we're saying. And know it's important that what God is sharing from his word is so powerful, too. Now, I, wish could, I wish they could see how giddy we are when we, we're sharing the Lord's word. I mean, Amen. And excited or and yeah, giddy and joyful and, and grateful that the Lord has put us in, in, in a place such a time as this. So, uh, bless you, sis uh, Janet. Bless you. Yes, I, I'm grateful for the Lord's anointing because there's no way we could do this without Him. I can tell you that now. There's no way you can do this without God. That's for sure. All right, brothers and sisters, let's go to the. Uh, Lord, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus and pray for Israel and Jerusalem, Father. Father, we pray that you put your hedge of protection around them. I pray they call out to you in such a time as this. Yahweh, Almighty God, Elohim, they need you, Lord. They need Yeshua HaMashiach, O oh Lord. They need to trust you and not man, Lord. And I pray you give them wisdom and direction and know they need to cry out to you and know that you are the true living God. And God is the, God, the Lord God. Amen. Father, we pray for the we pray for uh, uh, Mexico, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh Father, as your hand of judgment is coming over Mexico, that you still have mercy and grace. And, Lord, that the people who call out to you, your mercy and grace will be shown to them. I pray, Father that they all would fall to their knees and know that you're almighty God and that the power of God is so powerful that you cannot do anything but bend and bow and say, Lord, help me. I can't face this alone, whatever they're going through, Lord. As the wind and the rain and the waves are roaring and as the thunder and lightning is roaring, know that there is a true living God. And, Father, that they would cry out to you and turn away from this false Christ and turn to the living Christ, the Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray for the Lord's Lord. We pray for all that serve here, Father. I pray that we share the truth. Lord, I pray that we share what God gives us and that it would lead people to Christ and not away. Lord, that we would, that we would trust you and know that we can do nothing without you, and it's for all your glory that we serve you, Lord, for you are worthy of all praise and glory, for who you are, for you are almighty God, King and Lord, but praise God, you are merciful and Savior too. Amen. Lord God, we pray for Sis Brenda, we pray for her clients, and we pray that, Lord, you would intervene and touch their lives. I pray you would help my wife and Sis Brenda, Lord, that she would be given grace and mercy and patience in such a time as this. And, Lord, that you would help her and that she's not facing this alone, but you're with her and that she's never alone, that you're with her through all things and that she's not facing it alone in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we pray for J.R.'s family. Oh, God, I pray that they learn from this. They need to trust the living God and not, not, and not give up. But there's always hope through Jesus. 
He is the hope of glory. He is the blessed hope coming. Oh, Lord, I pray people understand that, it, that they need hope, and Jesus is the only hope. Jesus is the only hope. We pray that you give them peace and comfort, and, and Lord, that it would draw them. It would draw. It would draw draw them to you, and not away. I pray, Lord. I pray for all the brothers and sisters that are not here tonight, Lord. I pray, Father, that you are with them in their lives. I don't know what's totally going on, but you do, Lord, and that you will bless them and watch over them and protect them. And, Father, we all be alert and wise to the wiles of the enemy and the schemes of the enemy and the attacks, Father, and that we would trust you, Lord Jesus, by the authority of your name, that we would stomp on the scorpions and serpents and all the evil things of the devil by the name of the Jesus and by the power of his blood over us. Father God, I pray you bless our brother Javon. I pray you lift him up and strengthen him and watch over and protect him, give him boldness. Let him know that he can stand up by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. Lord. Father God, I pray for Sis House Mama 57, Janet, Lord. Sis Janet, I pray you bless her and watch over and protect her. I pray that you watch over and protect her family. I pray, Lord, that the, the light of God and the Spirit of the Lord keeps moving in her life and family. I pray that she stands by the blood of the Lamb and the word of her testimony for Jesus. Lord, we just praise you and honor you tonight. We thank you for all that you're doing and you're going to do. We give you all the glory and praise, Lord, for you are the only one that is worthy of praise. There's no one else, only you, Lord. For you've been high and lifted up and have been honored by the Father. Because in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to God. Praise his name, brothers and sisters. As we finish up tonight, the presence of the Lord, oh, God, help those ones that have missed what God is doing now in the revelation and how he's blessing us right now. Amen. Oh, praise his name. Praise his holy name. And know this. Know this, brothers and sisters. Know this, that our Lord is coming for a pure bride, and he is making her ready. The Lord is making her ready. Amen? Amen. It's coming for a
Amen. We do too, Sue. Well, brothers and sisters, uh, before we, we say goodnight, I, like, I, I wrote in the chat room, I'll say on the phone, that uh, Lord willing, the Lord tarries, that Minister Paul will be here ministering with us on Friday night next week, October 30th, next Friday. He'll be sharing what God is doing as he is going where God tells him to go because Jesus matters. And that he's going to be sharing from uh, where he's at. And uh, know now that Minister Paul is starting a Sunday service. It's about, I think it's going to be about uh, 11 our time or, um, I think it's 11 our time, if I'm not mistaken, 11 a. I mean, no, excuse me, I think it's 1 o'clock our time, his Sunday service will be. And we'll be having, yeah, 1, I'm sorry, 1 o'clock Central Time, our time. And he'll be having the, uh, uh, the I mean, the, uh, the Lord's Supper that day, too, that we remember what Jesus did for us. Amen. Amen. Oh, welcome back, Sis Marietta. Uh, praise the Lord, Sis, that we uh, uh, prayed. Good to see you back before we uh, sign off here. That, uh, but, sisters, we love each one of you. Our love and our prayers are with you. I just pray that you keep looking to Jesus, that he is the total answer for our life. He is our only hope. Everyone else will uh, uh, fail you, but Jesus won't. Jesus will never fail you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He loves you so much. So uh, as me and Sister Brenda.